Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Today's proof that people will steal anything, anytime and anywhere comes from Austin, Texas, where Randall Whited is now under arrest. It turns out Mr. Whited was a longtime employee of the public library system there and was in charge of apparently buying office supplies for their various facilities. An audit of the books of the library turned up the problem. Whited was allowed to make purchases without oversight from his supervisors. No one had to sign off on them. So he basically, over the course of a dozen years, bought just about anything he wanted and took much of it home, including video games, robotic vacuums, and a drone. Oh, and there was one other thing. Over the dozen years, Whited bought $1.3 million in laser toner cartridges, about 10 times what the library would have needed for their printers, selling the rest on the black market. You would have thought, Cliff, someone would have noticed <laughs> all of the toner purchases versus the amount of paper that's actually <laughs> sent through these machines. No, you're absolutely right. And considering the amount that he bought, there were some days he probably had to get, I don't know, like a forklift to load the stuff in his car and take it home. <laughs> no some, one saw that? <laughs> somebody above him needs to be fired, too, wouldn't you think? Agreed. I totally agree. <laughs> well, Cliff, I think this is going to be a fantastic yeah. day. And I usually don't oh, feel really? that way when I show up. Well, you're, but you're, <laughs> you're generally not optimistic. Not at all. Not at all on this program. Okay. But I came into the control room today, and I just felt all bright-tongued and bushy-eyed. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go, Cliff. When you're bright-tongued, you're ready for a good day. We'll see how it works out. I don't know if you've heard of this or not, Cliff, but it's the Dutch art called Nixon. Uh, no, I've not heard of that. Oh, I've been practicing this for years. Nixon? Years. Yes. It simply means, Cliff, it's um, yeah. doing nothing. Oh. <laughs> and it's an art they practice in Dutch colonies. And it's okay. reportedly the key to happiness if you can master this. <laughs> And if oh, the, so it's like for stress relief. Exactly. Okay. And By doing nothing. By doing nothing, and it's very hard okay. to attain. And Well, it's supposed to, yeah. you know, be the key to your happiness. <laughs> but if that's true, yeah. why does everyone here at yeah. Country 98.1 mm -hmm. act like jerks when I'm trying to practice it back at my desk, Cliff? <laughs> why is everybody on me about I that? I mean, I don't, I don't know. My guess would be because... Even though, you know, basically the art of Nixon, by the way, which is spelled N-I-K-S-E-N. -E yes. As I have found. Um, there's, it's a, a, a quiet process. You're not like making a lot of noise and you're not disrupting people while they're doing their stuff. It is, however, something that you should probably not do at work. Because at work, you're supposed to be working. If you want to practice Nixon, do it at home. So you're saying it's impossible to be happy at work. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Cliff? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say in a roundabout way? Well, in a, I suppose, yes. I mean, if you've ever been into a Meyer store, you know that you can buy just about anything and everything there. Enterprising criminals know that as well, and that's why Myers, like every other big box retailer in the country, use surveillance video to extensively track down criminals and gather evidence about their wrongdoings. So police in Van Buren Township, Michigan, are quite confident that even though the dude got away at the time of the crime, they will find him, they will prosecute him, and possibly rub his nose in the evidence as well. 
Now, officers say they've seen security footage of the crime, even though Myers has asked them to not make it public. What actually happened, though, pretty easily explained by the Morning Roadshow Department of just in time for breakfast. Because last Tuesday, about 4 p.m., their suspect entered an aisle in the Myers, removed a large box from the shelf and pocketed the contents, and then pooped in the empty box, closed it, and returned it to the shelf. Police can't say yet whether or not the man had a beef with Myers for some reason or simply just had to go. It also didn't say what type of empty box he pooped in, but my guess is hiney bunches of oats, perhaps Lincoln Logs, or maybe Hot Pockets. And that's a customer social distancing will not get you far enough away from. <laughs> it's funny, honey. Uh, that wasn't on my shopping list, but look what I've brought home. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I've got it all here this morning, Cliff. You've got I've, it all. What do you I've mean got you've it got all. it all? Well, I want you to understand, Cliff. Yeah. I feel so excited about this because yeah. I have read that mm-hmm. poetry is the key to a woman's heart. I've read that all of my life, that poetry is the key to a woman's heart. All right. Another key there, Cliff, is being able to follow instructions. If you can do that, (laughs) that's the key to her heart, too. And the other thing, Cliff, is tell her straight up what you're thinking. Because when you do the hinting stuff, it can lead to misinterpretation. Well, yeah, it's it's just don't play games, I guess would be the, uh, you mean... Correct. I mean, that's the way to, an easier way to say that. Yeah. And that's why I've got it yeah. all here, Cliff, because okay. I've written a poem. Yeah. Today is National Bad Poetry Day, <laughs> and so it's kind of bad. So that's my following instructions. <laughs> okay. And I'm not going to beat around the bush any. I'm getting right to the point, okay? Would you like to hear my bad poem I've written this morning? Do I have a choice? Not really. <laughs> okay. Since you're you're there and I'm here. So do you do you want me to weigh in on whether or not this poem is the actual key to a woman's heart? I wish you would, Cliff, because okay. you'll give the you'll have the only feedback I get for this. I, I'm sure. I will. Yeah, but certainly no woman's going to weigh uh, in. No, no. Yeah, I will sit in judgment. Okay, here it is, okay. Cliff. Go ahead. <clears throat> I like pizza. You like pizza. I am bad at poems. Kiss me. What do you think? <laughs> it's direct. It tells no, the I mean, truth. It's, it's to the point. It's short and to the point. There's no doubt about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there, poetry can rhyme or it can just be some other type of verse. That right. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to rhyme, but it can rhyme. I don't really think what you've written falls into either one of those. <laughs> the only thing that you have really done here is follow the directions about making bad poetry, because that is god-awful. This isn't the key to a woman's heart? No, clearly. I mean, although, you know, you might find some woman who is, but you'd have to look high and low before you found a woman who would just want to kiss you based on a love of pizza. You know, food's food's supposed to be the key to a man's heart. And yet here you are talking about pizza. And you were exactly right, Cliff. My uh, example of bad poetry, you said someone would try to uh, outdo that bad poem. Yeah. And we got this response on our magic magic number, 812-682-0520. Take a okay. listen to this one, Cliff. All righty. Roses are red. I'm barely awake. This poem is bad. Pancake. You see, I call plagiarism <laughs> there, Cliff. 
There's plagiarism right there in that one. Why would you plagiarism? Because he stole from my idea. He stole from your idea. Yes. I I mean, he he may have written a poem that's just as freaking bad as yours is, but I don't know if he stole your idea or not. You see, Cliff, the (laughs) plagiarism now? Can you see it? He said he admitted his poem was bad, just as you admitted your poem was bad. I never even thought of that. Also, the pancake. What about the pancake? I talked about something that's flat and delicious. Pizza. He talked about something flat and delicious. Couldn't even come up with something different. <laughs> well, I mean, the only, the, I mean, that's that also a god awful poem, but it's better than yours because it, at least it rhymes. Well, Cliff, we uh, mentioned yeah. that today is Bad Poetry Day, and mm-hmm. I think I had an award winner. <laughs> okay. Nobody listening <laughs> thought that because there was no response to my poem. You said you have a poem. That you well, would like to recite. I mean, it's not, I didn't, I mean, you said poetry is the key to a woman's heart. And if that's true, then the problem is throwing out some random flat but delicious food item in an arrangement of words isn't really going to do it now, is it? In fact, that's a bit Neanderthal. It's kind of like pounding rocks on rocks in order to get a date. So you're saying no, that's not a good no, way to do it? No, okay. not a way. No, if, if poetry is, as you say then you really have to know how to gently put it in and then turn the key. Well, it's what I've read, Cliff. I don't know. You don't know? No. So have you well, got one? I, I have. It's not, it's not a bad poem because it's, even though it's bad poetry day, I couldn't stoop to that level. As you know, I do consider myself to be a bit of a wordsmith. And so I just uh, hammered out this, uh, this bit of, um, well, what I would consider elegant word arrangement. In just a few minutes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Were I to send this letter, you would feel the depth of my want pouring from these pages, like the sulfur-tinged water from a hot spring. It's undeniable. My eyes bore into yours like lasers. My heated skin presses against you. Seemingly by accident, you feel the burn within me. Before we even touch, you hear the tenuous quiver of my voice. When I speak your name, you must know of my want. I would never dare show this to you. The knowledge of my desire threatens my very being. My yearning would consume us both and leave us only in destruction. Could I risk it all for but a moment's perfection? There, how's that to a key to woman's heart? I don't know a dang thing you said there, Cliff. And <laughs> only thing I want now is pizza. That's <laughs> we this wanted criminal in Tampa ended up getting arrested in perhaps a brand new, most Florida way possible, and now her family is furious about it. Gwen Donahue was wanted on an outstanding felony warrant from nearly a decade ago. It seems as though the woman was arrested in 2011 on a DUI charge, pled guilty, completed community service, and paid the fines issued by the court. But there was one thing that was overlooked, an online course she had to take about the dangers of drinking and driving. That unfinished business left the prosecutors to file a warrant for her arrest. Turns out a lot can happen in 10 years, and for Donahue, it was to turn age 74, see her health fail, and to contract a yet-to-be-diagnosed form of dementia. Oh, and also to be admitted to a nursing home. It was when, suffering from the dementia, she wandered away from the facility a few days ago that police were enlisted to help find the missing patient, and running her name through the system, they turned up the 10-year-old arrest warrant. <laughs> oh my, just let it go. Yeah, just let, need to let it go. <laughs> some things you just need to let go, and it's yeah. exactly right, Cliff. 
Don't forget our candy contest. And I say that because you have forgotten our candy contest at WeedonCliff.com. Apparently we're talking about it because no one's going to vote on the at the candy challenge. We upgraded our software so we could get all of the voting in because last <laughs> week we had a little problem with that. Yeah. There were complaints of buffering and they couldn't get in. We yeah. have the upgrade, and I checked it out just moments ago while Trace yeah. Atkins was singing, Cliff. Mm-hmm. There have been two votes so far in our candy contest, <laughs> and it ends tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Yeah, so clearly um, we, um, well, we've done a lot of work for nothing. We have. We have done a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> and to vote, you go to our website, weedandcliff.com. Right under our funny faces, there's a link that says, click here to vote in the candy challenge. That's where you have to go. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on a de- desktop or laptop. Makes no difference. The votes all count the same. Weedandcliff.com. Click the candy challenge link. Please. Please. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> Foolishly, Cliff, last yeah. night I grabbed mm. a giant size of potato chips that I had, and I foolishly looked on the back to see the recommended serving size of potato chips. Oh, the, oh, the uh, recommended serving portion? Yes. Like four chips. Uh, on this bag, Cliff, there were yeah. serving size. Yeah. Ten chips. Ten chips. That's the serving size. Okay. Ten so chips. How many calories would you have consumed had you eaten ten chips? I didn't get to that point. Okay. Because as soon as I saw that, yeah, I thought I eat ten chips, standing in my kitchen with a bag open, trying to decide if I want this bag or another <laughs> bag of chips. I'm already at the serving size before I get out of the kitchen. Okay. Time after That's, time. I, mean, I totally agree with that, by the way. I I cannot eat. I don't think yeah. I've ever eaten. Maybe when I was two, I might have eaten 10 chips and that, and quit. But I don't. I can't recall the last time I've ever had <laughs> 10 or fewer chips. Have you? No, not really, unless it was like a bag of chips. You know, because they've got all those different kind of flavors now. That's true. And sometimes you get a bag of those chips and I'm like, that doesn't taste anything like that at all. <laughs> I think, Cliff, if I remember right, I think I read this. You can now get Pringles. I believe it's Pringles. Yeah. That taste like a turkey dinner. A turkey dinner. I believe we've just gone too far now. I think we've touched, <laughs> yes, we've touched too farness right there. Yeah. And Cliff, we've got a special guest with us this morning. Oh, we do, huh? On the phone line, straight from Nashville, Tennessee. We okay. have Audrey McGrady here. Good morning, Audrey. Thanks for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're quite welcome. Now, Audrey, did you get to hear that last song in your phone? I sure did. Thank you so much. Oh, well, are you a huge Morgan Wallen fan? Oh, I am, yes. Would you consider him a hottie? <laughs> um, have you seen the mullet? I have He's seen the mullet. Back. So you like the mullet. Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think I'm going to stick. I'm going to say yes. I like the mullet. All right. Well, I love his music. I love his music. I'm not, you know, so interested in his looks, but I like his music, oh Audrey. Uh, I got to ask you something before we get started here, real quickly. Yeah. You and I have been emailing back and forth for quite some time, setting up this little appointment. And I asked you the day and the time, and you picked this day and the time. And I replied to you, "It's a date. What's your phone number?" <laughs> and there was silence on your part. Were you ghosting me there a little bit, Audrey? 
Just a little bit? Only a little bit. Okay, because you had me nervous, and yeah. then the phone number you gave me, uh-huh. I'm like, that is not a Nashville area code number that Indiana. she's given me. So I'm from Indiana. So oh, what I part of Indiana? I'm from near Crawfordsville. Crawfordsville, well, yeah. you're almost home. I'm actually from the same home county as the founder of the Grand Ole Opry, George D. Hay. Absolutely. Absolutely safe. Well, Audrey, we want to thank you so much for coming on this morning and telling us what's going on in Nashville. And Are you the lady that actually gets the uh, artist to come to the Opry and sets up all I'm, that? I am the lady that gets to help once they're there. So you don't have, like, the uh, phone number for how to get a hold of different people and all of that? (laughs) You know, if I did, I probably shouldn't say yes to that question. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people beating down my door. (laughs) Well, I was thinking if you were the lady, maybe you could hook me up with Morgan Wallen. We could get him on this program sometime. But that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that would be perfect. I would like that. If I had Morgan Wallen's number... You're not giving it out, are you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know where you're going there, Audrey. I know where you're going. And and then she'll change her number so that you won't ever be able to call her again. Well, that's probably true too. Well, she's nice, isn't she, Cliff? Well, she pretended to be nice. Well, I'm just telling you right now, she's got these dudes' numbers. She's just not going to tell she us totally that. Did. Yeah, she's not. She's and totally she, got them. You probably you probably won't ever hear from her again. Well, last night, Cliff, Ellen's Game yep. of Games returned to TV. Okay. Have you ever seen that show? Yes. I think they've got some really neat games and contests on there. I don't know what you think, but I think they got it's, some good stuff. It, it can be a fun show to watch, but has gotten a, kind of a bit repetitive, especially the part about, you know, where she's mean to people. Well, <laughs> I was going to say that was one of the new contests that they have on there oh, because oh, occasionally. They, I see. I, I missed the new one. So what's up? Well, what's up? if you make eye contact with Ellen, yeah, you have to do that without getting slapped in the back of the head by her. And that's a tough one to get through. <laughs> Real tough. Cliff, with Audrey being on and talking about Nashville and inviting everyone to come down and enjoy the uh, festivities going on there. That got me to thinking that maybe some of our wonderful listeners will be thinking about doing a little adventuring out. Okay. I'm not a big uh, adventure outerer -er -er person. (laughs) Is that an actual term? Well, I think I've coined that one, an outer -er -er -er. -er -er -er. But on the occasions, Cliff, that I've had to leave this area and go somewhere, you don't run into it very often. Here's Mm -hmm. the cautionary tale. But occasionally you'll stop at a gas station and their restrooms are locked, and you have to go in and ask for a key like you're in the third grade trying to get permission to go to the restroom. <laughs> Agreed, yes. And it Been happens there. occasionally. Yeah. Not a lot, but occasionally. And I have found, Cliff, yeah. that if you go to the gas station and the restrooms are locked, mm-hmm. you may want to go on down the road to do your business. <laughs> because evidently, the restrooms yeah. are locked to keep someone from just wandering in there and cleaning the dang things up. <laughs> they, they like to preserve the funk, is what you're saying. Yes, they don't want random yeah. people coming in and cleaning the place <laughs> up so you'll have an enjoyable experience while you're there. That's been yeah. my experience. Our ticket to the bank this morning, Cliff, is going to be yeah. all about duds. Not this program, another <laughs> kind of dud. Because we know <laughs> one of the biggest duds around here, This part, these parts... This program. Yes, we don't have to go do a take it to the bank about this nonsense. because everyone knows that. It's common knowledge. I know it's almost time for take it to the bank. 
and the anticipation, it's like you ordered a really, really nice steak and you, you just know it's sizzling in the kitchen, just about ready to get out there to your table. Ah, it's what it's like. Couldn't have said it any better myself, Cliff, than right. that right there. And today's Take It to the Bank <laughs> is about milk duds. It's about milk duds. Yes. That's right. The word duds came about because the company that makes them yeah. tried to make them perfectly round, but found okay. that during their process, that wasn't completely impossible, so all of them wound up being duds, a lot like our candy contest <laughs> on weedingcliff.com. <laughs> and all of that, but especially the opening of this, you can take straight right. to the bank. You know, if we had been practicing good radio, the take it to the bank would, ha would have been a topic about beef since he was, you know, referring to a nice juicy steak and comparing it to take it to the bank. That's what we would have done today if we'd been practicing good radio. We could have been talking about a take-it-to-the-bank fact about President James Garfield. Garfield? Yes. Don't you remember President Garfield? I remember the name. Yes, he, he, was, uh, he was one of the uh, presidents who was unfortunately assassinated. He was shot in July of 1881, but didn't die until September. And it's the, the way he, that they kept him alive as long as they did... That's the take-it-to-the-bank fact that no one knows about. Are you going to save it for another day, or are you going to tell us today? I can, I can spill the beans right now if you want to. Well, okay, let's spare it. Okay. Uh, he was shot in July of 1881, and the bullet damaged his uh, intestinal tract quite severely, and he was left unable to digest food. And, of course, you know, uh, surgery techniques and recovery methods were limited it's just after the close of the civil war as a matter of fact and uh so the doctor came up with some way to um well to keep him alive for as long as they did they thought perhaps that his intestines would heal but unfortunately they did not he could not eat he was literally starving to death and so the doctor says you know what we're going to do we're going to give you uh, food uh, in enema form <laughs> are you serious in fact they gave him a beef enema Get out of here. Among other things. Unfortunately, there was not enough nutrition that could be absorbed through the enemas to keep him alive, and he died in September of 1881. Well, at least my uh, take it to the bank didn't involve death. <laughs> but mine involved a beef enema. I know it did, yes, yes. <laughs> we uh, managed to get a voice message that's quite hurtful this morning. And oh, it's, we did. It's talking... Really? It's talking about poetry, and it's talking about our candy contest. Okay. I'll just let Phil take over from here. Okay. Top of the morning to you, Phil McCracken. Just leaving my anger management class there. They want, me to, they want me to say poems to try to bring out the anger. So here's one for you. Roses are red, but violets aren't blue. Your candy gave <laughs> And it goes on from there. I cut the rest of it out. <laughs> it was quite hurtful, Cliff. Did we just Grawlix in? Yeah, we, yes. Phil Grawlix is pretty, uh, for, well, it's 14 seconds of Grawlixing after that. So, oh, yes, on 14. 14 seconds of Grawlixing, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Cliff, was there anything said today? Uh, as a matter of fact, there were a few things, some of which we, we may regret later. Number three. 
something flat and delicious. <laughs> Pizza. Which is, of course, a reference to um, the bad poetry reading that we had earlier. Number two, a beef enema. <laughs> that may be the part we regret later. Yeah. The number one morning road show phrase for today is a reference to the Neanderthal attempt you uh, made to create even bad poetry. It's like pounding rocks on rocks to get a date. <laughs> <laughs> that poetry got to my head so much, Cliff. Yeah. I uh-huh. don't even remember yeah. that being said today. No. Yeah, I said that. I think it got I, into my heart. I called you out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.